Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How's it going over there? It's going good, how's it going for you? Going good, going uh, pretty good. Um, so, again, it's been a week between this episode and the last one. What have you played in that time? Uh, I've gotten back into Fallout 76 recently, I know that sounds weird. It's just, I'm such a big fan of that franchise, um, I haven't really had anything kind of suck me in to play, like, deep, deep. I mean, I'm still doing the normal stuff. I'm still kind of playing Medieval Dynasty a little bit. Um, unfortunately, that game has a really long plateau uh, with the skill tree. Because you, you, you go up fairly steadily, but then you hit a point, and then there's, like, this massive gap between the next tier. And that's such a long grind, which I kind of understand it. But it's also super frustrating. Um, so I kind of got back into that game. Um, they've added a ton of stuff. I mean, it's absolutely a perfectly serviceable, playable game now. It was not at launch. Um, but we're four years into it, I think. And it's it's an easy enough game to jump yeah. into and play if you haven't played it yet. Um, outside of that, not a whole lot. Um, had a lot of things life kicking me in the face. So it's been kind of a... And not a whole lot of time to play kind of a thing, so... Mm-hmm. That's fair enough, that's fair enough. Uh, for me, I finished Siphon Filter. Um, I am going to be doing something, not strange, but different with classic reviews. Uh, because what I want to try and do... and There's no point in me keeping this a secret. <laughs> what I'm going to try and do is I'll do Season 6, which is going to be again for TV and films in the summer. I've already said that I'm making Season 6 in the summer. But once I get... Because with this new PS Plus thing and it enabling me to play um, PS1 Classic games, um, I'm going to wait until I've played 10 of them, because usually a season of our Classic Reviews is 10 episodes. And I think Season 6 I'm going to make... Because I haven't really done much with with video game stuff uh, for Classic Reviews. It's been mainly like TV and form focused. But I think I might make a sixth season which is like all playstation classic stuff because uh, I'm, I'm going to include the uh toy story 2 game that i'm playing at the moment which i, I did do an episode on before but now i'm actually playing the game more and, and that sort of stuff so uh stuff and will be included uh there's also the star wars bounty hunter game as well which is the boba fett kind of game i've not stepped into that yet um but no finished stuff and filter um interesting kind of clunky ps1 controls but it's one of them strange things where you kind of you, you know a game's got like awkward controls, but you know it's like that because this this game isn't designed with the uh, analog sticks in mind. It's designed with just a D-pad. So obviously, when you're playing a th- third-person shooter and you've only got a D-pad, there's only so many ways you can control stuff. Um, so it's kind of you can use obviously the analog sticks on the dual sense but only the left one because there's no functionality with the with the right stick that's not in the game um but it, it was just interesting going through going through some of those parts of the levels where um you got the close quarters combat and i mean if i didn't if i didn't have the rewind feature because you know they got the rewind feature with these with these playstation classic games mm. i would still be playing the game now <laughs> so many times when uh yeah, so many times I had to like rewind twenty seconds, died, rewind ten seconds, died, rewind ten seconds. Um, 
but it, it's very, very helpful to play the game like that. Um, the other thing I noticed as well is, um, cause something I want to see a bit more in the games industry, and this is more of like a console features thing, is better and more accessible save states. Um, and you can, well, you know, like when you get your splash screen for a game and the, the devs names and all this kind of stuff and the title of the game and stuff, you can press the pause button and just jump straight into, cause you press the pause button, you've got load and save settings and then you've got, uh, something else on there, uh, the, the rewind feature. Um, you can just press pause, go straight into your loading option screen, click on it and load it and it loads straight away. Um, so you don't even have to spend that much time booting the game up or anything. Uh, it's really, it's really quite good. I'm, I'm really enjoying the both the rewind features and the save states and load states thing. I think has been a massive, massive help, and I've really, I, I really, really like that they've put those features into this. Um, I think you can do the same with some of the Nintendo classic games on the Switch and everything, which is, uh, which is pretty good. Because um, I, I'm sort of playing both these games, right? Toy Story Two and Siphon Filter. I was like, can you imagine, let's say with like an Elden Ring or a Bloodborne or the Dark Souls or whatever, if you had a rewind feature for that, like you'd never die. You'd be so, it'll, be, it'll be quite a fun way to play the games. Also like, defeats it, the purpose of the game. It, it kind of does, but it, it, will be a fun, it will be a fun way to break the game in a way because you could sort of just, you could sort of have like reckless fun with those games at that point because you you know when you see like those you know YouTube or Twitch things and people rage when they've they've got a sliver of health and the enemy has they go in for the attack at the wrong time they die and they have to start the whole thing all over again you could just rewind 10 seconds and correct your mistake and beat the boss it would be it'd be quite funny to do um i i honestly if if you did have that in these game in those games i would probably play them because it would be more of a fun way to do it again i know what you mean with the whole like it's supposed to be the punishing difficulty kind of thing but it, it would be a fun alternative um i suppose so but anyway that's uh not a feature with with the newer games um but no siphon fit was good i'll have an episode on it i know pretty much what to say um it's it's interesting as well because when you boot up the game it tells you how to press start and select which obviously aren't they're not buttons on PlayStation controllers because you've got options and then you've got the share button. They basically, because the D-pad, not the D-pad, sorry, the, the touchpad isn't a function because obviously that wasn't on a PS1 controller, you use the two sides of that for, for pause and, and select to change your, because you can map some controls inside from filter, but the one thing you can't change is how to change weapons. How you change weapons in this game is you hold the select button so the left side of the uh, touchpad, you press and hold that. You, If you press it once, it changes to the next weapon. But if you press and hold it, it brings up a weapon menu and you cycle through them. So you press and hold that and then you press L1 or R1 and it shows you the different pictures. I remember when I first started doing that and I thought, this is really, really awkward. I don't know how I'm going to get used to this. And then I just did. Um, so that was that was quite nice as well. Um, you ever seen anything from Siphon Filter or played it or, or anything? Uh, no, that game was never on my radar. Okay, okay. It's a bit. It's interesting because it's a bit like you can certainly look at this game and think, okay, Splint games like Splinter Cell, not necessarily uh, Metal Gear Solid, because Metal Gear Solid was around the same time. Very much in that sort of third-person stealth wheelhouse, 
and we don't really we don't really have games like that at the moment. I mean, you've got your third-person action games like your Uncharted and Tomb Raider, and I guess you could say Last of Us, but that's more sort of stealth, post-apocalyptic based. Um, but it it is kind of sad that we don't have because we don't have any Cypher Field games at the moment. Metal Gear's over at Konami, and Splinter Cell Ubisoft's not really doing anything with that. So that's a genre that I think could really do with some either returning games or sort of new games. But um, I don't know. So, uh, but Toy Story 2, um, that's of course the, the licensed games, the good old licensed games, uh, based on the second film, which is my favourite film of all time. Uh, I doubt anything will ever top Toy Story 2 for me. Uh, obviously I've got my uh, personal connection with it and everything. Um, it's fun. It's it's great. It, I'm doing the, I'm trying to do the 100% thing. Uh, basically you collect five little people in each level. That can be like... Uh, five little birds or the five alien things or that they change that every level uh you get 50 coins you collect 50 coins to give to um uh ham as well um which obviously makes sense he's a piggy bank toy so that's cool uh and then you have to find in each level there's actually not in each level in most of the levels there is a body part from mr potato head that is missing so you go and find that. It could be his eye or his ear or his arm or his foot or something. Um, it's got a bit of a Metroidvania type of thing with it. Which is not how you'd expect PS1 games to kind of work. So how it works essentially is... And this only kind of applies if you're going for the 100% run. Which I don't think you have to do. Um, I think you can just kind of go through the levels. But um, essentially there's different power-ups that buzz can get in different levels so like gravity boots rocket boots you get a grapple at one point and essentially you can't do certain parts of the levels if you haven't got those unlocked but you don't necessarily have them unlocked on each level sometimes you have to go back to a previous you have to go forward and then go back to a previous level when you've unlocked an unlock in a future level and i didn't i didn't have to expect to do that but it's not as nowhere near as difficult is it or awkward as it could have been but that was uh quite good uh again i'm enjoying the kind of like the because essentially for, for these games right the cutscenes are the videos like of the of the actual films themselves um so they've got like little parts of the toy story 2 film that's kind of cutting in and then you get to a certain point of the film like Owl's toy bar and then you do a level there um i'm currently on the elevator level at the moment if you remember in the second film uh fake buzz mm-hmm. um he gets a few of the you know spoilers for toy story 2 but <laughs> he um uh, uh, he takes over Buzz's position. Basically, I, th- I think he locks Buzz in an actual um, in the packaging that Buzz comes in, and then he puts him back on the shelf so he can't get out. And he does the whole like zip tie thing. You know when you unlock, you know when you buy a new toy and you've got like the little ties on their um legs and things like that. He's he's proper tied up. So uh, then obviously they get to the elevator. It's a different version of Buzz, and they're all kind of commenting a bit about like, "Hey, you're a bit weird. You're a bit different." Uh, but essentially when in the film, he goes to scale up the elevator. It's you doing it in the game, but in a different sort of way. So, uh, but no, I've I've very much enjoyed it so far. It's good to get back to like the Toy Story world and stuff. Obviously, I did recently with Lightyear and everything, which was great. Um, but no, there's supposed to be 14 levels. I'm on level nine. Although some of the levels are quick boss battles, so that's uh, kind of a cool way to change that up. So. I expect to have this game finished by next week's podcast. I don't know why it would take longer for me to do it than that. I'm not trying to rush through it or anything. Uh, it's just a shortish sort of game. 
And then once I've done that, I'm going to either play Death Stranding Director's Cut, which has got some extra levels, or I'm going to go to the Star Wars Bounty Hunter game. Um, and then probably by the time I'm done with those two, depending on the date, uh, Stray comes out on the, I think it's the 19th of July, so that's going to be in my next game after that. So, um, that's me at the moment. Uh, any questions about anything I've just mentioned? No, I mean, I'm not 100 percent or for games so that part of it I don't ever really get <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, but yeah I mean if you're enjoying the game I'll you know go right into it so cool yeah yeah so uh, anyway that's what we've been playing recently uh, before we jump into some housekeeping uh, we need to talk about Manscaped of course Manscaped is currently sponsoring entertainment talk at the moment thank you to Manscaped for doing that of course Manscaped is a men's grooming service you can go and buy various different men's grooming products from them you can go and buy men's boxes uh, you can buy different types of hair trimmer so if it's a razor or a um, electrical shaver or a nose trimmer they got all sorts of things available to you uh, very very professional just across the board uh, very nice people to talk to as well, to email back and forth with as well. Um, but in terms of their packaging and their products, all professional and very well made across the board. You won't get any sort of cheaply made uh, things. You won't get any packages that sort of end up damaged or broken. You won't get any products that arrive broken or anything like that. Um, and the products themselves don't feel like they're going to uh, break or anything. So very, 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 very professionally made across the board and everything like that. So if you look in the link in your description, you can either go to Manscaped's website yourself, or you can simply click on the link in the show notes. Uh, so either on the podcast version of the episode or the website version. You just scroll down slightly, and there'll be a Manscaped link there. Uh, you go and do your shopping over there. Uh, and of course, we've got the deal with Manscaped at the moment. You can get 20% off your order and free shipping. So when you get to your checkout and you look for that shipping cost, you know, it might be £5, £10, but not with our deal with Manscaped. If you use the promo code ETALKUK, which is E-T-A-L-K, UK, you can get 20% off your purchase with Manscaped and that nice free shipping as well. So you don't have to worry about how much that's going to cost you because you'll get the free shipping and the 20% off with the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K. UK with Manscaped. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast and thank you very much for listening. And now it's time for a bit of a break and then some housekeeping. We'll see you in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts 
You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, Netflix came out with a couple of episodes of that Stranger Things show, and apparently it broke Netflix or something, but um, I very much enjoyed it, uh, so I did a, I had to do this one a bit differently, because it's in these weird volume sort of things, uh, but of course they had season one, sorry, season four, volume one, which was the first seven episodes, I covered that separately back in June when that came out, and then season four, volume two came out on Friday. That's the last two episodes of season four, so episodes eight and nine. Uh, if you've not seen any of those episodes, both reviews are completely spoiler-free. There's a link in the show notes for volume two for a review of the volume one. So if you want my coverage of like the whole of season four, that's all there. I uh, gave that a must-see rating. Really, really enjoyed Stranger Things, the last two episodes of season uh, four. And the fifth and final season is coming at some point soon. So very much looking forward to that. Over on the chat podcast for this month, I talked about June 2022, how it went for Entertainment Talk. It was our biggest ever month. So again, thank you to everybody very much who contributes, of course, co-hosts and listeners and everybody else. Uh, thank you very much for your contributions contributions to Entertainment Talk. I also talked about the uh, unfortunate update with the abortion thing going on in the US. I also talked about uh, some TV plans and stuff. You know, there's a whole bunch of TV out at the moment. So, you know, what have we got planned to cover? All that type of stuff. Also gave a bit of an update on my work. Not much of an update, but still a bit of an update about how work is going and everything. I uh, talked a bit about Grinder, my experience on that. And also some changes that we've made to patreon which you would have heard about on some recent episodes uh the boys is still continuing for season three or up to season three episode seven uh the season finale is next week it feels like it started five minutes ago but uh season finale is next week that's season three episode eight but we've covered up to season three episode seven so far that's for the boys uh, Westworld is back for its fourth season. That's me and David covering that. Uh, up to season four, episode one. Uh, by the way, David, of course, as we as has been kind of known, uh, he's going on holiday next couple of weeks. So uh, not quite sure what's happening with Geek Town, but on the Entertainment Talk side of podcasts, um, he's not going to be available for this Wednesday's episode. So I might actually cover that tomorrow. Uh, but basically, it's just going to be me on this week's World Westworld podcast because he's not going to be. Um, uh, available uh, so that's all of that but just a bit of an update for our Westworld podcast uh, but up to season 4 episode 1 Gaming Talk podcast last week we talked about the Tony Hawk update uh, the remaster for 3 and 4 has been cancelled because Activision's stupid basically uh, and they mismanage a bunch of development resources and studio management all that type of stuff uh, we talked about some bad Sonic gameplay and also talked about uh, the new PS Plus as well uh, so that's all of that. Obi-Wan Kenobi has come and gone for its first season. We gave that a must-see rating. That's me and David over on that podcast. Of course, that's for that show. Um, did an ASMR podcast recently talking about content over on Twitch uh, with ASMR as opposed to the YouTube stuff and how ASMR has a Twitch problem. Uh, top 5 best video games ranking list for the Marvel and DC video games. So you can check that list out as well. And that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms i said kind of irrelevant but also kind of like a random story 
a long, long time ago, like I want to say 2014, I was working as a subcontractor doing phone support, and I got a call from an irate mother that her son's photo was on the Grindr app, and she wanted to sue Apple about it. That's got nothing to do with Apple. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's you. You, you mentioned Grinder, and that uh, yeah, yeah. made me remind reminded me. I of that. reminded you like, of the story. Yeah, yeah, and I had to explain to her that that's a third party app. It has nothing to do with the phone. It has nothing <laughs> to do with Apple as a corp. She wasn't having it. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, going back to uh, God of War. So there's been some uh, discussion, let's call it that, about God of War recently. Uh, no actual new gameplay stuff or news or anything like that. Uh, unfortunately, this is, this is some bad kind of stuff that's going on at the moment. Uh, I've written down basically God of War harassment, November possible. Um, there's been some rumours. There's, there's always rumours in this industry. But uh, there's some rumours and some notes that the game might ship in November. But we shall have to wait and see. Um... I've got a tweet here from someone called Estelle. Uh, she posted this on Twitter and I took a screenshot. And this is what it says. It says, Pro tip. Sending me dick pics asking for the God of War Ragnarok release date will not, in fact, get me to reveal the release date. To the people who are doing so, when did that ever work for you? Um, yeah. There's, there's, there's a few things we can get into there. First of all, don't send people... You know, you can do sexting exchanges if you've got the if both of you have got consent from each other to do that. Um, instead of just like, hey, here it is, kind of thing. Um, it's called an unsolicited dick pic. Um, also for her question, like to the people who are doing so, when did this ever work for you? Obviously, that's a you know thing that she's sarcasm. put there. Yeah, sarcasm. Um, yeah, it's. This again gets into the whole like, you know, when CD Projekt Red was delaying Cyberpunk and they were getting death threats and unfortunately, because we're, I mean, when when these sorts of stories pop up, right, of course you've got different things going on there, right, one studio, people have received death threats, in this case it's a dick pic, um, for whatever, whatever particular reason this person wanted to send that and thought that that would work for, for some reason, obviously it didn't, um, it's almost become when I um, come across discussions about this online, whether it's in tweets or YouTube videos or, or whatever, right? It feels like the discussion now is sort of like, oh yeah, that stuff that normally happens. We shouldn't, and I'm not like blaming any specific person, but there seems to be a general thing out there of like, oh yeah, company received death threats, as if it's like normal and we should definitely shouldn't normalize things like that or say whether it's the dick pics or the all the death threats or whatever no, neither of those things are normal things to do neither of those things are okay obviously the technically the death threats is something worse neither it's of illegal them are ni- for one yeah, yeah yeah that as well um neither of them are nice things to do we don't condone either of those things you should be nice to the developers that make games um or just just be nice to people in your life you know um it, it's as simple as that really but 
the the way that these discussions are happening now in terms of like oh yeah as if it's like a really normal thing and i i get the sort of like because there's a certain element of okay somebody sends you something and like okay ignore it and don't freak out which you know when people are being dumb online and they're being trolls or whatever towards you sure sometimes the best option is to either just leave the comment alone or block and walk away it depends what the context of the actual conversation is and what's sort of happening but um also to in this case of course this is a this is a woman that's writing this stop harassing women online that should be a pretty normal thing for me to say as well that that's something that we should all be doing is not harassing women online and sending a woman a dick pic is harassing a woman um i don't feel like i should have to explain that but here we are so um it's not nice it's horrible um all you have to do is leave because it's santa monica studio i think that works on this on this game just leave them alone just leave them to work on their game stop harassing them stop harassing people when they're ready to show you something when they're ready to tell you the release date they will do that because the other side of the coin is of course when someone like cd project red gets you know their threats and gets rushed to get a game out you end up with a game that isn't in a good state whether you liked cyberpunk or you didn't or whatever is is a different thing but of course the game didn't get released for some people in the best state and then you have the other situation where it's oh you rushed this game out and it's broken and you took my money so it's it, in in a in a certain way these devs can't win because it's either it's either a case where they get harassed because they're delaying their game because the game isn't ready to be shown or released or to tell you hey this game's going to come out on this day or for a dev to stop delaying the game release it in a state that it isn't ready for and then you moan at them because they're really you know you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um any thoughts on either this specific thing here or just the, this whole conversation in general uh the whole conversation in general has just it's just might be the old man in me but i've never understood frankly any of it i mean i've never understood sending body parts to random people to begin with um, that's something that i have never ever done in my entire life um I mean, outside of sending, like, selfies um, for where a location I was at, but that's completely different. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, harassing people, that's that's just kind of a sign of the fact that people are growing up without being taught how to live properly. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm super thankful that I don't have that defect, um, mm. but that's kind of the state of the world that we're in now. It's just... You know, kind of all bets are off. We're, you know, we're five minutes away from just being full-on Mad Max, let's be honest. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 super unfortunate for the people that are receiving that stuff, but um, I can't police the world, you can't police the world, so outside of talking about it, there's not a whole lot we can really actually do about it. Mm, which is the annoying kind of part. Like, you, you look at an issue like this, or any of the number of issues going on in the world and um unfortunately some stuff i mean it's it's important to talk about these types of things definitely um but unfortunately there's not a lot me and robert ourselves can do about it but for those of you that are doing this of course you can have the self-control to stop harassing people it's not that hard to ask people to do that it's basic human manners um and I, I think one word that's important here is education. Um, or not even just education. 
manners, manners and education because there's a level there's a different level right of just basic human manners to not threaten to kill somebody or to not send an unsolicited dick pic right and there's another thing of education where okay if somebody slightly gets something wrong and they need to be educated on certain thing uh that that, that there is two different levels to that um but unfortunately some people don't have any of either it seems so um but yeah to those that are working at um on god of war um of course me, me and robert ourselves have you know our own opinion on how the game will turn out you know if 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 you don't think god of war is going to be a good game or you don't like god of war that's a different thing you can send in your healthy th- feedback about like hey maybe you didn't like the story maybe you didn't think the gameplay was great that's completely fine that's called feedback um but yeah i hope that i hope god of war is the best game i ragnarok is the best game i've ever played i doubt it will be but um yeah sending our you know helpful thoughts i suppose to the team over there at santa monica studios and uh we'll just have to wait and see when uh when the game's ready to be shown so plus if it's a case of just show us more of the game don't you want the developers to take the time to make the game look good enough when you see it as well so there we go uh, anyways, move on from that unfortunate stuff um, and talk about Sucker Punch. Of course, the developers of Ghost of Tsushima, which I liked. You liked a bit more than me, didn't you? But we still we still enjoyed the game. Uh, you had your own reasons you liked it, and I had my reasons I did like it, but liked it slightly less than other people. But that's absolutely fine. Uh, so it says here from Sucker Punch's uh, from the development team over there, which of course owned by Sony. No plans to revisit Infamous or Sly Cooper right now, and no other studio is currently working on those projects related to those franchises either, says Sucker Punch's production studios. Um, clearly at the moment, Sucker Punch is probably working on Ghost of Tsushima 2. Um, and, you know, even though I have my issues with the first game, I will give the second game a try. I will certainly play it. I'll give Sucker Punch the benefit of the doubt that they can make a game that's better than the first one. To see if they can actually do that, but I'll have to wait and see. Uh, it's probably going to be a couple of years, I would guess, but uh, we'll see when we see our first parts of that. Um, so, I've got my own thoughts on Infamous and Sly Cooper as franchises, but uh, what's your history with those two franchises? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, I was never really much into the PlayStation, so mm. that's one of those things that I know of it, but that's about it. Mm. Yeah, because um, I've been a bit. I think I'm a bit more in the PlayStation ecosystem than you are, perhaps. Like I've, I like my childhood stuff with the PlayStation and what sort of stuff. You have, you obviously had a different uh, history to that, but. Um, for me, with Infamous and Sucker uh, and uh, Sly Cooper, Sly Cooper is a game franchise I do want to try, and hopefully, because uh, they're doing obviously the PS One, Two, and Three games on the PS Plus. Hopefully, they can put the PS Two versions of those on the PS Plus thing. The more likely scenario, unfortunate scenario, is that they'll probably put the HD remasters, if you want to call them that, the H- the HD trilogy version of Sly One, Two, and Three, to stream. Which is not the option I would want to take, but I'm I'm interested in trying the Sly Cooper games. Um, of course, it's another one of PlayStation's like mascot sort of platformer franchises. Although it hasn't really been you know much of a mascot in the last couple of years because it's been a while since our last game. Um, but no, I'm curious to maybe try it. Infamous. Um, I played some of I think it was Infamous Second Son, the one that came out on PS4. I played that for a few hours. 
I just it just didn't click for me. It just didn't work. I would be open to like if he wanted to reboot that franchise because of course it's a superhero type video game and I I like those sorts of things. Um, they had one infamous, I think it was Second Light as well, which was the the female character from that game. She got her own like like side spin off kind of thing. I've I've not checked that out either. Um, and then there's the PS3 games, which I think was one and two. That was with a different character, I think, who had different powers. Um, I'd be curious to try, like, one, one thing you could do, because I always talk about remasters and remakes. You could go back and remaster those PS3 games. I would give the, the old, because I gave the new one a shot, right, with, with Second Son. I didn't really quite click with me and everything. Um, but if you either rebooted, um, the franchise... Or remastered the old games. I would give those things a try. Uh, the unfortunate thing here is within this conversation. Is nobody is actually doing any of those things right now. Um, so yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting. Because they, they, in the, with the part here. When it says that we're not working on those games. That didn't surprise me. Because obviously. Sucker Punch is probably working on Ghost of Tsushima 2. Um, I wouldn't have necessarily expected somebody else to pick those games up either. Like, I wouldn't expect Naughty Dog or something to... Or, like, mm. Gorilla or something. Or, who else have they got? Um, who else has Sony got? Like, Santa Monica Studios or something to go and pick up, like, Infamous or uh, Sly Cooper. I, th- I think how it should work, like, particularly with the Sony games, is... Like, I wouldn't expect Naughty Dog to make Horizon 3. Or, like, Gorilla to then make Last of Us 3 or something. Like, that. that's... Those studios have their particular games they're good at. Of course, if you want to branch out and try slightly different things. Because, um, I mean, Naughty Dog themselves has gone from a platformer cartoon character, a kart racer, a blockbuster Hollywood action type thing with Uncharted, and then a post-apocalyptic game with Last of Us. So, there's obviously room to, like change what you're doing but I, I what the point i'm making here is i don't think it's the greatest of ideas if you hand one of these ip off to somebody else that hasn't really worked on them unless you're just doing a sort of remaster thing where you've got the gameplay fundamentals there you've got the script and the, you don't have to do that part if it's just sort of hey get in there and improve the gameplay modernize the gameplay and improve the graphics and do a remaster that you could do because i mean you've got the situation with like crash and sparrow where of course, uh, those were um, obviously Crash was Naughty Dog, and then it goes over to Toys for Bob. They do a great job. Vicarious Visions, they do a great job. You can do those sorts of things. So I don't know. Um, but do you agree with me on what do you think of like handing IP to other studios and stuff? Yeah, handing an IP to another studio is very tricky because um, it's one of those things that you never know if it's going to be well received or not. Um, you never know if it's going to have the same attitude and same uh, company culture that made the game. So it's yeah. a really, really tricky thing. Yeah. Same soul, same personality, that type of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, but that is our update from uh, Sucker Punch. But we can probably still look forward to Ghost of Tsushima 2 whenever that does come out. Uh, what have we got next? The eFootball update. Where is my thing for that? Give me a second. Right, there we go. Uh, eFootball, which is, of course, the terrible free-to-play game from Konami. Remember Konami? They they made video games at some point. They don't really do it anymore, but they have Pez still, for some reason. eFootball snags exclusive rights to Inter Milan from the 24 to 25 seasons. Let me try and do some maths here. So the upcoming football season, which will start in August, 
It's going to be the 22 to 23 season. So 22 to 23, 23 to 24, 24 to 25. I think that's in four seasons, three or four seasons time. Because um, that would be the August 2024 to May 2025. That is when that would be for. So it's a it's a, it's a while away yet. Mm. Um, at the moment, FIFA does have the rights to Inter Milan. There's certain teams they don't have the rights for. Like they don't have um, FIFA doesn't have the rights for Juventus. Like they call them Piermont Calcio or some, something like that. Um, and there's uh, me and Dad came across Lazio the other day, and they were they were called something else. But we noticed one of their players, um, Immobile, who plays for them, and he was on the team. And they they still had like a blue kit and stuff, but their name was. Like a bit different, so th- these things these things kind of still happen on FIFA. But one one of the big things that FIFA has got is a license with the Premier League. So you know Manchester United, Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea, all all those sort of British teams that you know, um, as well as they still got like the Championship and League One, League Two, that sort of stuff. So uh, FIFA still got the majority of the rights for a lot of those. Um, the, the the interesting thing here is it's all good to have you know rights to things and be able to use licenses for stuff because that means you can do some interesting things but if you're adding content to a game or you've got the license to do to to have named things in the game like they'll be able to have the name into Milan the other thing you've got to do with a video game is make sure the video game is itself is good <laughs> and given how eFootball has gone I mean the last time I saw this game it was it, it was a big big mess this game um, to a point where it wasn't just like oh you can't pass properly it was we have copied cardboard cutouts of fans in the grounds and Ronaldo's face looks like it's been squished and the facial expressions on the game didn't look great. So forget the like actual gameplay mechanics of eFootball, like can you pass well, can you shoot well, what what tactics and formations and stuff can you use, how good is the career mode? You you, you gotta scale that back and think, okay, let let's make the character models look you know, let's let's make sure the thing looks all right first, and then implement some, you know, ga- gameplay and stuff like that. So, um, cool that they've got this. Uh, I mean, f- um, FIFA itself is going through some changes. Uh, I can't remember what the new name of it is going to be, but they, they, FIFA is changing its name as well. Um, still going to probably have the same stuff, but of course, EA had the fallout with FIFA, didn't they? Um, about a month or mm-hmm. so ago. Um, but. The other part to this is okay. eFootball came out. That was last season's game. Uh, there'll there'll be a new one maybe uh, this this season coming up. But given the state of Konami at the moment and how they're not not even butchering Metal Gear and Silent Hill, but just not doing anything with them um, and basically just having the PES games. Uh, I mean, Konami is a company where instead of asking, do you think they'll make a good PES game, will they make a good any game for anything? <laughs> um, so we'll have to see what state Konami is even in in 2024. Is is this game itself going to be any good? Um, aside from the the license thing. So, uh, what do you make of this whole situation with Konami and eFootball? Uh, see, the part that makes the least sense to me is that you can have a license for a professional sport, but not have all the teams. Because that just doesn't exist over here. Like, if you pick up an NBA game or an NFL game or an NHL game or an MLB game, it's a generic blanket license. Being part of the league, the company that makes it, formerly EA now, I don't know who's making it anymore, 
when they make a license with the league, it's a blanket for all teams in that league. So having a team or two not part of that is just not a thing. And that's the thing that's like so weird to me. Okay. Hmm. So it's the license works different with those? Basically? Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like saying I've got an NFL team, but you can't play as Tom Brady. You can't play as Peyton Manning. You can't play as Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, makes no sense. Yeah, it's li- literally not a thing over here. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, but that's our update with the football with Konami. Um, but Konami will continue to be Konami. So there we go. Uh, let's move on from that to talk about our monthly PS Plus games. Now, this is the... Um, so you've got Essential, Extra, and Premium. Those are the actual names of the three tiers. I thought one of them was called Deluxe, but it says here Essential, Extra, and Premium. So Essential, I think, is the lower one, and then Extra, and then Premiums. Premium is the one that gets you the classic games, the game trials. Uh, extra is the one that basically gets you PS Plus and PlayStation Now, so that gives you the catalogue of games, but not the classic games. And Essential is just the normal version of PS Plus. That's the way that I understand all this anyway. Uh, but for all three tiers across this, um, you'll be able to download... What's this first one called? Arcadian? I think it's like a multiplayer shooter type thing. I've never particularly played it myself. I don't know much about that one. Uh, then you've got the, the Dark Pictures Man of Medan. And then, of course, um, one of my favourites, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. The tw- 20 years in the waiting... Uh, sequel to Crash Bandicoot 3. Yes, there is a Crash Bandicoot game after 3, which was called Wrath of Cortex, but that's the unofficial fourth game. Although I think in Japan that is called Crash Bandicoot 4. Crash Bandicoot 4. But anyway, to avoid confusing everybody, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. The 2020 game is the, so let's say, proper and canon sequel to Crash Bandicoot 4. Um, it does wipe out all of the canon after Crash Bandicoot um, 3. I mean, Crash Team Racing is kind of in there as well, but that's obviously a different thing. Uh, but it actually carries on the story from End of Crash Bandicoot 3 uh, into Crash Bandicoot 4, and it, it does give nice little references and nods to the past, which is what canon is all about. Um, of course, my recommendation here is Crash Bandicoot 4. However, um, I would recommend... Um, of course, it's Crash. You know, the story is silly fun and all that kind of stuff, but um, if... For those of you that are looking at this thinking, okay, I might jump in here with Crash Bandicoot 4, I would recommend you play 1, 2, and 3. Not necessarily team racing as well, because obviously that's a different genre of a game. I would at least recommend you play 1, 2, and 3. You don't have to do all the collectibles, all the boxes. Just do it for the uh, to experience the levels and stuff. And then jump into Crash Bandicoot 4. You'll, you'll also maybe get a little bit more appreciation for Crash Bandicoot 4. And you'll also understand like the nods and winks and references and stuff it's not i wouldn't say it's like okay you must play one two and three before you play four but i would i would recommend that you do so anyway for those for those of you that look at this and you think oh ps plus don't have to pay you know 40 or 60 dollars i can download that um i think with the second tier of plus you can get the trilogy although i think it's i think isn't it part of that ps plus collection because there was like those 20 games um, had like God of War and Last of Us Remastered. I think it's in there anyway. So, yeah. Um, with the Dark Pictures game, I've tried all three of them. One of them was a horror game. One of them was like a uh, one set on a submarine thing. Um, and the other one was like an army sort of game. 
The other two I completely dislike. Um, Men of Medan or Men of Medan, however you'd say that. Um, I actually quite like that game. I think it's I think it's quite good. The the twist in it is sort of like, eh, okay, fine, you know, whatever. But um, I think it's got the better set of characters. Uh, this doesn't include the quarry, by the way. I'm not including quarry in all of this. I think that's a that's a different saga itself. Um, but what, Robert, what do you make of uh, these three games here? Yeah, I mean, they're interesting games. They're not really ones that I would play um, just because I don't play that style of games. But if it's something that you kind of haven't been interested in, it's always a good chance to check it out. So, Yeah, yeah. Have you not played any of the uh, uh, Dark Pictures games? Nope. Oh, okay. Um, but that is, that's my stuff for this week for the news and everything. Uh, Robert, what would you like to talk about this week? Uh, well, first up, the software company Unity is doing a major clearing out of its uh, staff. Uh, they announced that they are laying off 4% of its total workforce, which doesn't sound like much, but at the uh, quarterly March 2022 uh, uh, quarterly report, they right. had, at the time, 5,864 employees full-time. So 4% would put it around 200 people more. Uh, in a statement to PCGamer.com, a Unity spokesperson said, as part of our continued planning process, where we regularly assess our resourcing levels against our company priorities, we decided to realign some of our resources to better drive focus and support our long-term growth. This resulted in some hard decisions that uh, impacted approximately 4% of all workforce. Uh, we are grateful for the contributions of those leaving, and we are supporting them through this difficult transitions. Supposedly, nobody saw this coming. Uh, some employers have spoken out saying that they were abruptly asked to join a video call, which had members of Human Resources present. Uh, they told that they were going to get laid off, going to get a month's uh, severance. They were uh, eligible to hire for any open positions within the company, but apparently there's also a hiring freeze across the board. Um, so we're not any. Then no one really knows what's going on with that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, these things do happen, not just in the games industry, but in, you know, businesses and stuff. Um, and it, it does suck. Um, I, I think, in, interestingly, with the, the game side of things, obviously there's so many games in development, so um, hopefully these people are able to find other work within the games industry, because, you know, there's a lot of games in development, there's a lot of... Uh, studios and companies out there uh, of course some of that could mean relocating or you know however things go and you know we, we have to remember like we said earlier at the end of the day um these people are humans it's not just a case of hey simply move from one job to another they might have you know family nearby friends nearby um people that you know live close to them if you have to relocate obviously that's going to be a bit of an issue um although i i do think there's certain studios at the moment that are doing um uh, remote um, work as well. I don't know if that's still because of COVID stuff or because um, that that is like a, a good option as well. Mm -hmm. um, which is which is one of the benefits, fortunately, of if you do work on computers, which is in some cases. Uh, I mean, we're remote from each other right now. Yeah, you, we're on different you, sides of the planet. Yeah, you're not even in the same country as me right now. But uh, hey, that that means that you know, neither of us has to fly to the other one, and then you know record an episode and fly back so um we're yeah. lucky in that in that situation but there are those options as well within certain companies i think cd project red is one that offers remote work as well um so yeah hopefully these people are able to find other work 
uh, that the manner of which of how this happened is um, not good, of course. You know, the whole way that the you describe this meeting being arranged. But uh, unfortunately, these things do just unfortunately happen at uh, at certain points. So um, mm-hmm. let's see how it goes. Anything else you want to say about this? Uh, no, it's just I ha- I have been in this boat before. I've worked at companies where I've been like, oh, by the way, you're fired. Or by the way, we're shutting down. Uh, the business is closed. And that's nothing to do with the individual that's more to do with either the the business market or the business environment or management or something like that i've shown up to jobs to where the door's locked and the lights are off so Jeez. it sucks but it happens so well like you just you just turn up to work and the building's just yeah silent, just closed basically. wow yeah. yeah it's completely closed Jeez. so um that happened just once or was it a couple of times uh it once but you know it's one of those things that it sticks with you, so... Yeah, yeah, that would not be a great way to find out, so... I think the the weirdest one was I was working at this uh, bar in college, mm-hmm. and I got pulled in by the assistant manager, and the assistant manager said, uh, the manager told me that I have to fire you. I'm like, why? And the assistant manager said, I don't know. I was like, what do you mean you don't know? Like, well, they didn't tell me why you were getting fired. But I'm getting fired. Yes. Can I talk to the manager? No. Okay, bye. I didn't care enough about the job to argue with it. Jeez. And if they couldn't even give me a reason why I was getting fired, I didn't care enough to really find out. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, these things unfortunately do happen. Um, so, <clears throat> that is what that is. Uh, anyway, what else do you want to talk about this week? Uh, well, we got a little bit more info on Amazon's Fallout TV show. Uh, three names have been attached now to the project. One, a literal unknown. One, you might know, and one, you definitely know. Uh, the literal unknown is Zelia Mendez-Jones. Only a single credit on the IMDb page for a TV sketch called Sans Comic. Um, the character's name is Janet, and there's no picture attached to the profile, so that's literally all I got. Uh, possible known is Aaron Moten. Uh, he did a stint... TV show Net, TV show Disjointed, on the TV show Mozart in the Jungle, and the TV miniseries The Night of. So you might know him, possibly, um, but has had some work. I think I've watched The Night uh, but the, yeah. yeah. So, I, but the big name, the yeah. big name, the one that you will definitely know, is Kyle McLaughlin. Um, Twin Peaks, Atlantic Crossing, uh, Joe versus Carol, Carol's second act. Portlandia, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Good Wife, Believe, How I Met Your Mother, just an extensive, extensive IMB going all the way back to 2001. So that's a that's another big get, um, which is not surprising because, let's be honest, Amazon has basically infinite money yep. to spend getting talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already talked about uh, Walter Guggins um, being on the show. Um which, when he was signed on, I was all in, because I'm a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know him from Unicorn. I know him from uh, uh, Justified. Phenomenal actor. Can't wait to see this Amazon TV show. Hopefully, there, there's rumors that we're going to get an episode drop next year, but that's just rumors. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's from uh, Jonathan and uh, Lisa, who show run. Um, Jonathan Ola and Lisa Joy, that's the names. Um, the ones that do show running for Westworld, uh, that's just come back for its fourth season. Um, mm-hmm. And I really, really love that show. Uh, you know, complicated at times, but it deals with 
intricate sci-fi stuff. So uh, it'd be interesting to see them obviously change around here to still do some sci-fi stuff, but a bit more in the in the wastelands of uh, of Fallout and everything. So, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how they can handle this. I mean, Westworld for season three to me was my favourite, and I think the best season. Some people think season one and whatever. Uh, season four, we've only had one episode so far, but that's got off to a great start. So, I've I've got the trust in the showrunners at least, which is good. Um, that they can they can pull this off. Um, Let's wait and see with the cast. Of course, we got some unknowns here, but like you said, with Amazon, budget won't be an issue at all. They've got plenty mm. of that. Um, it'd be interesting to see because I'm still watching Halo at the moment. They just released the uh, last Wednesday. They released the fourth fourth episode. Good show. Um, I think the the fourth and the third episode weren't as good as the first couple, but it's it's still a good enough show where I want to keep watching keeps taking his damn helmet off and uh it's really annoying it's really really annoying um but the other spartans because there's like a the team obviously of spartans and they all keep taking the helmets off and in book of boba fett boba fett kept taking his helmet off mandalorian's the only show at the moment where like because there's a certain level of like profile to a character a certain characterism uh characteristic sorry where you've got these masked or helmeted you know, characters, and you know that there's a personality under there, but there's also, it's almost like an extra personality when they've got the helmet on and they're they're doing their action stuff or they're doing their thing. Um, and of course, the, um, what's the suit called in Fallout? I've forgotten what it's called. The power suit thing? It's just a power armor. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see screen time with helmet on and off with the character. Um... Well, Walter so. Guggen's character supposedly is a ghoul. Yeah. So probably not going to be wearing power armor. Um, and we don't have anything from the show. No film set picks, uh, no character names, nada. We just know that it exists. Mm. Yeah. See, in the Halo TV show, the way that they're doing the whole helmet off thing is to, like, add to the... Add, add to John instead of Master Chief. Because there's almost like two different characters there, where you've got John, one one seven, who is the person, and Master Chief is who he is when he's suited up. But the scenes where they are getting into like flashbacks and all that sort of stuff, you don't need the helmet off for those scenes. Um, and there's also like this is like the smallest of spoilers possible. There's a bit where he's with Cortana. And he's searching this, um, I think it's his old house or something like that. And he's, they're trying to do all this sci-fi stuff where they bring up holograms of like his past. And they have this camera shot inside of the helmet where you can see the side of, I think it's pa- Pablo Schwaber, I think is his name. It's the side of his face, almost as if it wants to give you a perspective of like what it's in in the helmet. And as much as I appreciated little, little touches like that, I just want to see more scenes of Master Chief with the helmet on. Because you could have done most of those scenes, if not all of them, with the helmet on and it still would have worked. I mean, you've done, what, five Halo games now? Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, and Infinite? Sorry, one, two, six games, actually. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and Infinite. I almost forgot Halo 5 was a thing. Um, and in all of the scenes in all those games, he's got his helmet on and they do some decent character stuff. So, yeah, I, d- I just wonder with another helmeted slash masked person uh, what they're going to do. Uh, with that, so we shall see. Uh, have you seen any of the Halo show? I think I asked you that before. Yeah, I've seen the, the trailers and the teasers for it, and it does not make me want to watch the show. Okay, so fair enough. 
Uh, that's on Paramount Plus for anybody that wants to watch that. So, which it just came out of here over in the UK. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? That's all I had. I've been looking like crazy, and there's just not a whole lot of news. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like the Xbox Showcase happened, the Summer Games Fest happened, and then everybody, like, hid away somewhere. So, but as we mentioned, you know, devs need to be working on their games. We need to leave them in peace to do so, and then when they're ready to show us stuff, I'm sure that they will. So, there we go. All right, let's get into the questions and feedback and whatnot for this week. We have two. Uh, if you'd like to write into the show, let us know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Is any any news that's popped up that we haven't discussed that you want us to? Any of your thoughts on the news that we've discussed or any other talking points that you want to bring up yourself? You can write in to Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. There's the email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes Harrison returns writes in and says uh, what games do you what what games currently do you think will be nominated for Goatee Game of the Year 2022 so we're at the halfway point of the year we're just over the halfway point uh, seven months into the year I don't know where that time went but you know time doesn't exist anymore <laughs> but uh, Game of the Year so far so my personal contenders Star Wars the, the Lego Skywalker Saga um, Horizon maybe not not one of my contenders, but that's gonna be in with the contenders. Um, I don't think Dying Light Two will be a contender. Um, my my only like out of my must play stuff that I've done so far, must play rating stuff. I think the only one I've given it so far to is a Star Wars game. Because I, I gave Sifu a, a don't skip, which is still like, you know, don't skip this game, it's good, you should play it. But it didn't quite reach the heights of the heights that I wanted it to. It's still a good game and everything. Um, I still enjoyed it. But for me, there's only one so far on the list. Stray is going to be out in a couple of weeks. Um, what else have we got for the year? we got, obviously, COD Modern Warfare 2 I'm looking forward to, Hogwarts Legacy, Callisto Protocol. Those are some highlighted games for me. Stray in a couple of weeks. Uh, God of War, whenever that comes out. Uh, State of Decay 3 won't be this year. Um, technically, you can't really count Last of Us Part 1, because that's a remake of a 10-year-old game. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be on my personal list, but that won't be nominated, I doubt. for. I don't think I don't think those sorts of games are even eligible, because they're remakes of old games. Um, but so far, just, just the Star Wars game, really. Um... A lot of people are going to say things like Horizon. I'm sure Horizon will be nominated. Um, in terms of the games I actually think will get nominated, uh, I think it will be Horizon, God of War if it comes out. Uh, what else have we had? Sifu, I can see getting a nomination. Um, Star Wars, I don't think will. Cod of Modern Warfare, Cod of Modern, Modern Warfare 2 will get a multiplayer no, uh, nomination. Um, and it it won't be for COD, it will be for Warzone 2, so, uh, or the ongoing Warzone 1, wh- wh- whatever point the game is at with that. Uh, it depends if Callisto Protocol would be eligible, because I think that's 2nd of December, and the, the Game Awards are usually around, what, the 10th of December? Roughly, yeah. Uh, God of War will be November, that will probably be a nomination, and Hogwarts Legacy, forget all the JK Rowling nonsense, um... Depends how good the game is, and if enough people play it and like it, that's possibly a nomination. So I would go. I would go with Sifu, 
Horizon, God of War, uh, and then either something like Callisto Protocol or um, like a Hogwarts Legacy or something. Um, we've also got other games like I mean, for family game like Kirby will probably get nominated, right? Um, yeah, so Kirby will definitely get a family nomination. Yeah, usually Nintendo games do, which makes sense. Um, I'm trying to think of what Nintendo's even been doing this year. Um, they had yeah Kirby, which Kirby. Uh, there's a couple of uh, Pokemon games. There's always a Pokemon game. There's a new Pokemon game every week. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's, uh, anyway, that's what I think. What, what do you think about? Um, I guess your own personal nominations, and what do you think will get nominated? Uh, well, most of the games that get nominated, I generally don't play. Mm. Um, something that's definitely going to get a ton of nominations is Elden Ring. Uh, let's be honest, that, that game yeah. blew up. Yeah. Um, the Quarry's been hitting big on Twitch. Um, games like that, you'll they'll generally get a nomination or two. Um, I've been going through the games that are possibly coming out. Um, Callisto Protocol, possibly, if it comes out in time. Mm. Um, I don't know if Hogwarts will even make it out this year. So, yeah, that's it. They said holiday, so that could be like November. Mm-hmm. So, do you think Seafield will get nominated? Seafield will get a couple nominations. So, did you play that? I keep meaning to, but I never got around to it. Okay, okay. What about uh, Ninja Turtles? I'm playing that off and on. I'm kind of stuck on a level. So, okay, that might get like a family nomination. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, with family nominations, you probably have what Kirby, uh, TMNT, yeah, uh, Switch. Although Kirby is weirdly violent for a family game, <laughs> yeah. the fact that one of the main baddies is a dog and you have to bonk him over the head, um, mm. yeah, um, Switch Sports nomination. I don't hear anyone talking about that game. To be fair, doubt it. Uh, I was just trying um, to think because usually with family nominations, it's Nintendo stuff. Um, what's the other game they came out with this year? I can't remember. It's Switch Sports and Kirby and Pokemon. So, yeah. Um, I wonder, because you know, they, they usually have what? I think it's sports simulation racing category. Usually FIFA's in there. Do, uh, do, if you're going sports and, you know, simulations like that, maybe Gran Turismo 7. Do you think that will get a nomination? Ah. Uh, I mean, sports is such a. A limited category, so. Hmm. But I mean, it had all that like controversy, and people like fell off of the game. So, I yeah. don't. I don't know that it earns you a game of the year nomination. You um, never know. I've seen. I've seen weirder things. Hmm. Yeah. E football nomination. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, in terms of like, yeah, probably the ones that we mentioned. But for some reason, I completely forgot Elden Ring came out. So, and I don't think. Uh, as much as I've been enjoying or had enjoyed Dying Light 2, that's probably not going to get nomination. So, um, did you think, so you know, all the big, so we've got like, what have we got? We've got COD, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, Callisto Protocol, Last of Us Part 1, God of War, Stray. Do you think there's any games that haven't been announced yet that will be coming out this year? Because I, I kind of doubt that part of it, because so much has been delayed to next year. Nothing that'll come out this year. Because if it hasn't gotten announced yet, then it's in no shape to be out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Gotham Knights is this year as well. Forgot about that. Yeah, but that's assuming it comes out this year. Yeah, you never know. If it's October 20-something, whatever. So, here we go. Uh, Beth says, uh, thanks 
thanks for what you said in the abortion podcast. You're welcome. Where was it? Sorry. Thanks for what you said about abortion in the chat podcast. Uh, what would be both your dream video games? Uh, Beth is asking. Um, do you have one off the top of your head? Because I have one off the top of my head if you need time to think. I have nothing as a dream video game. Nothing of like, this is this would be your perfect sort of... You do these Honestly, specific- the, my dream video game would be something that I never would expect. So I couldn't even imagine Like a it. hidden gem. Yeah, a complete thing. hidden gem. Like your uh, grave... Dig, uh, what was it called? Grave, graveyard Keeper, yeah. Yeah. Completely like out of nowhere. Completely hidden gem. Amazing game. Mm-hmm. Came out it? too soon. Was a little busted, but... Mm. What was it that you mainly liked about it? Was It, it was kind of like quiet and stuff, wasn't it? It's very... It was very, very unique in terms of storytelling. Um, the fact that you die at the very beginning and you're on the afterlife trying to earn money to get back to your lost love. Not that original of a concept, uh, you know, lost love, but getting back to that in that manner and just not having a real sense of exactly what's going on hmm. uh, was pretty cool. So, Was there enemies in that game? Uh, no, it was more of a... Uh, um, uh, Stardew Valley kind of a game. Okay, so what what type of ways could you sort of fail? Like not do your uh, objective or whatever. Just not producing what you needed to. I mean, you couldn't die. Obviously, right. you were already dead. But yeah, yeah. Um, you just had goals, and it's just a matter of doing the right things to make the goals. So. Mhm. Yeah, I just remembered another game that came out this year. Um, because Deathloop was November. Ghostwire Tokyo, God, that game Tokyo. Just, yeah, that game just came and went and died. That's not game. maybe that, maybe getting like an art style nomination, um, but that's about it. Yeah, if 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 the if the panel remembers the game came out because nobody's talking yeah. about that game. So, but that, that, you, you know when we had that bunch of like March February games, that was within within all that bunch, wasn't it? That was like Sifu and Dying Light and Horizon and Elden Ring and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think. Uh, I think Star Wars came out just after that period in like May or something. So, uh, my dream video game. I've kind of talked about this a little bit before, and there's like a, it's quite a big sort of scale that the and I I could do, I've sort of done a bit of a podcast talking about this, but the podcast I did was talking about how Disney should be making more video games because they have got access to some incredible characters. Um, in a in a shortened way of what I'd want. Is a multiverse game in, with, with I don't care what the name is. It doesn't matter. You call it Disney Multiverse of whatever. Um, a multiverse style game where there is as many of the Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, Fox characters. So with Fox, obviously you can include Alien, Predator, Homer Simpson. Um, there's so, there's so many Fox characters that they've um inherited let's say or bought for a lot of money uh pixar obviously you've got star wars you've got monsters inc you've got um incredibles all, all these different stuff obviously with disney you've got things like frozen and those sorts of things um and those sorts of th- films obviously marvel you've got loads and loads of marvel comic book characters star wars you've got people like obviously luke vader uh, luke skywalker i almost called him luke vader uh luke, luke skywalker you've got darth vader obviously got a number of characters there I would like a, not not really, I suppose it would be open world, a, a, a Spider, you know like the way Spider-Man, the PS4 game is laid out, 
so it, ha- it has a narrative story you can just go and do but it's also got side stuff but it's not linear in the way that like a last of us or an uncharted is so and it wouldn't be open world in the way that like uh breath of the wild or assassin's creed is and so n- nothing where you've got like 300 question marks on a 500 mile map or something something like that that's that's that's, that's just, yeah that's, that's just that's a bloated grindy game. crap yeah that's just a bloated game so one where you've got something open world still but a bit smaller scale like a spider-man and you've got a really cool narrative story but essentially what you could do is have a narrative where you play as certain characters at a certain point and there's, there's no there isn't from my understanding there isn't a reason disney could there isn't a reason in the way disney couldn't do this let's say you had a world to where like let's say you're in the star wars world and you're playing as boba fett or something and a portal opens it, it you could do that mechanic by the way you could do in the same way you know uh ratchet and clank rift apart you could do it in the same way as that i don't know what that would be like for resource development but still let's let's forget about budget for a second you do that sort of stuff and then you can have let's say you're playing as boba fett and you get a message from doctor strange for example and it says hey you got to come to our universe or whatever and you go you go through a portal in a star wars world you could be on any planet or whatever or on you know wherever you go through a portal into the marvel world and you can be in let's say new york city and you go and meet up with doctor strange uh, you're playing as Boba Fett still. You can use all of his like jetpacks and blasters and w- whatever the character's got. And then maybe Woody and Buzz teleport in from Toy Story World, or you've got Homer Simpson goes through a portal from the Simpson uh, the Simpsons um, home. Or then you could go over to uh, what's another one I've not mentioned, like the Disney World, and you pick up. Um, Elsa or something and you have this crazy multiverse a bit like the story of or, or a bit of the same sort of structure of uh, multiverse of madness with Doctor Strange um, sort of like that where characters are being flung between multiverses C- kind of the same way as um, what's that film called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse how characters are like meeting up with Spider-Ham and the, the um, noir version of Spider-Man it was I think Nicolas Cage voicing him and mm-hmm. that sort of thing they just have a bonkers fun story where like imagine Homer Simpson for example like Doctor Strange comes through and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be Doctor Strange coming through the portal I'm just giving an example he's obviously a character that can open portals but let's say Doctor Strange opens a portal and, and lands outside the Simpsons family home and for whatever reason he needs Homer Simpson and he has to convince Homer Simpson um to and you could be playing as a a third character in that scenario you go through the portal with Doctor Strange and you have dialogue with Homer Simpson there's so many fun like name any Disney character and have them have a dialogue with each other and then have them teleport between the portals and if you ended up in let's say the uh, Marvel well to like the, the New York Avengers area where Spider-Man is um, or maybe you go over to um, what's Thor's place uh, as God you go over there or something and you you have a conversation with Thor and Loki or something um, obviously the ideas I've given there are very spread out and very sporadic but it's a general idea of how you could do that and there's just because um, if you go and watch like the trailer for uh, multiverses the obviously the upcoming free-to-play stuff something like that where you've got like bugs bunny harley quinn superman iron giant Taz- tasmanian devil and you've got batman and they're all just like it's all this wacky fun 
crazy thing where they have it like they're having dialogue with each other and they're trying to help each other out. Um, I think you could replicate that idea, but instead of doing a two D brawler, you do a third person open world ish action game. Um, do you think any of that sounds interesting? It sounds interesting. It'd have to be implemented very well. So. Yeah, yeah. There's some work that would need to be done, of course, but. That the main fun idea there is just flinging characters between different universes, having story and dialogue, and then you could have like I don't know, fight um, Thanos as Boba Fett or or, or something. <laughs> you know, it'd be it'd be quite fun. Um, but <clears throat> the specific reason I'd choose Disney um, is because of their selection of characters. You could do the same thing with the Warner Brothers or like a Universal or something. Um, so yeah, there we go. <clears throat> um, but that's that's one of the games I put. There's probably some other ideas of like first-person shooters that I've maybe gotten and that sort of thing. So, but yeah, there we go. Uh, anyway, write in as well with what what would be your video game? What would you like to see? What sort of character crossovers and that sort of stuff? Because um, when you're pitching these sort of scenarios, right, licenses you could put in as maybe an issue or whatever. But budget, you know, you don't think about or talk about budget when you're talking about this type of stuff. Um, so. There we go. <clears throat> anyway, uh, that's it for this podcast. Thank you all very much for listening. You can find all of our podcasts in the future on entertainmenttalk.org. That's for our TV, games, films, and main night podcasts. Uh, take a look out for all those. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform by also searching for Entertainment Talk. Uh, so TV, games, films, main night podcasts, Entertainment Talk, podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk and uh, check out what we've got you can also help support us out by also telling other people about what we are doing simply by just telling them uh, what we do and where they can find it social media of course you can use that as well um share the episodes around on those platforms and places uh patreon five dollar ten dollar level dollar level tier for your ad free podcast and review options take a look at that as well if you'd like to and if you want more information on that check out our most recent chat podcast episode that's the june 2022 version so uh, have a look out for that if you want more information on there um or head over to our patreon page and check out the information over there uh for your tv and your film news david's got you covered over on geektime.co.uk and geektime radio as for your tv and your film news uh, Ge- uh david is on a uh, holiday at the moment so not quite completely sure what's happening with geektime but go and check out geektime radio and geektime.co.uk for your tv and film news uh, if you want some content over on twitch of course bex is streaming very regularly and doing some uh, uh, retro games and things like that, like Tomb Raider. Uh, you can check her out by looking for Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, over on Twitch and Instagram and Twitter. Go and check out what work she's doing or stuff that she's posting. At the moment, you can also find me on Twitch as well, at eTalkUK, uh, for my different gaming streams, and FIFA career mode episodes, those sorts of things. And if you've missed those streams, career mode episodes, or the game clips, you can find all of them archived on YouTube, which is Entertainment Talk. Please, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.